My name is Sarah Vioso. In May of 2020, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma, the most aggressive type of brain cancer known. This is my spiritual journey of completely surrendering to God's will while healing my soul through His grace. Welcome to Surviving Fear. Episode 8, Prayer Life. So, when all this fun started, um, a friend of mine started a prayer chain for me. And honestly, I didn't even know what a prayer chain was. I had no idea. And it's a pretty darn cool thing to do for somebody. And my friend, Jill, who I talked about, she, um, before Jill and our, my husband, Paul and Jill's husband, Paul, um, or Jill's husband, Mike started on, uh, the fire department together 20 years ago. And we've been lifelong friends since we had, you know, we both have boys and we've been raising our boys together. We were there when our boys were born and just such a special person in my life. And one that has brought Christ into my life more intimately. And, um, she was the one that started this prayer chain for us. And she uses that term. She goes, I just wanted to make sure you were covered in prayer. And I think that is such a comforting thing to feel and to know that is happening for you. She had set up a prayer chain. It was actually a spreadsheet with hours on it, one hour increments or 30. I think it was 30 minute increments. I can't remember which. And people would sign up and that was them pledging to be praying for you during that time frame. So she had it set up that 24 hours a day, there was somebody praying for me. Some people would sign up for like two in the morning, from two to three in the morning. They would set an alarm to be up to pray for me at two o'clock in the morning. I mean, what a gift for someone to give you to know that even while you sleep, there is someone up praying for you. And that's one of the reasons we also, you know, originally when we started caring, when my husband started Caring Bridge, it was to update family. This, well, my Caring Bridge site, which um, is to update family, to keep them on, you know, it was the easiest way for him to keep them in the know of what was going on with my health and treatment and things of that nature. And then I ended up taking it over because it was a good place for me to share my story and to share what was going on and how God was working in my life and how I was healing. And how many people that were reading it that I, I've never even met. And that would say, I am praying for you. And seriously, people I've never even met, you know, it's just, it's amazing. You know, technology has some negative aspects to it, but technology can also be used for amazing things. And people learned my story and what my struggle was and what I needed prayer, uh, what I needed prayer for through my caring bridge. 
And I was putting it all out there. So if you ever want to go back to it, if you go on Caring Bridge and you search my name, Sarah Vioso, V-U-O-S-O, um, you'll see it in its, in its entirety. You know, I still, I write on my Caring Bridge every Saturday morning because I do it for my soul as therapy, but I also do it because I believe that my healing can give people hope. And I hope, and I try to write it in such a way that it allows people to apply it to their lives and the lessons that I've learned and continue to learn and the mistakes I have made and the weakness I've been in, you know, I write it real. I don't, there's no sunshine and butterflies here all the time. So, um, anyway, that's how all this started was, was those journal entries. And it was just overwhelming because people kept going back and saying, I'm praying for you. People I've never met, friends of my mom, friends of friends of my mom, you know, I mean, people that I may never meet in this world are saying prayers for me. So that's why every night when I pray or I, I see a rosary, I say, Lord, part of one of the decades of my rosary or when I'm in prayer, I'm like, I want to pray for every single person that's praying for me because you know who they are, even if I don't. Because everyone has a struggle. And you don't need to be lifted in prayer only if you're battling cancer or only if, you know, you have some severe, you just, you know, maybe you just lost a parent or, you know, your parent just transitioned to heaven or there's, it doesn't have to be severe. You might be just having a bad day and you guys might be in a bad mood and you don't even know why. You're like, Lord, you know what? Can you just help dig me out of this bad mood? The power of prayer is amazing. And I, I want to give you a tangible example of that because I was last episode, I was talking about radiation and the amazing mask that I got to wear and got to take home and what the process was like and your head being literally bolted to a table so you don't move while they're doing radiation. Um, at the beginning of radiation, like about halfway through, so the way it works is I had an MRI done right before I started radiation and that gave the radiologist an opportunity to be able to see the exact spot of where my tumor was and map out where the radiation needed to happen. And then you do six weeks of radiation, you give your body two weeks of healing time, and after that two weeks, so at the eight-week point, you have another MRI to see how effective the treatment was. That eight-week one, I am not going to lie to you, was full of anxiety and fear. Because so many people don't even make it out of radiation. So many people go in with radiation and chemo, they come out, and it's grown. So I asked the radiation oncologist, I said, you know, doctor, you know, what can I expect as the date, the looming date was coming closer? I said, just, I'd like to know what I could expect coming out of this. And he said, honestly, Sarah, you're going to see one of two things. You're either going to see one, everything stayed exactly the same and it's stable because there was a spot they were watching that you could clearly see when I went in and, or two, it's going to grow. Those are the two things you're going to see. So I prepared myself for that outcome. I had sent out on Caring Bridge, you know, please pray. I have this MRI coming up. Um, it's kind of 
you know, nerve wracking and I'm doing my best to just put my faith in God and his plan. But we are human. We are spiritual beings trying to live as humans and we are human. So fear is natural. And I mean, if I didn't feel fear, I might be concerned because then there might be another tumor in my head because that doesn't make sense that I'm not scared. But, um, those are the two outcomes that were my choices. So are not my choices. It was going to happen. One or the other was going to happen. So I go into the MRI, come out and I have to wait till the next day to get my results. This is where prayer came in. The amount of people praying for me, at least that I know of, is uncountable. I mean, if I go by what's on my carrying bridge and it lets me know how many people a week read my carrying bridge, it's read a thousand times a week, which when you start looking at like, you know, the Kardashians or whatever, you know, their followers are in the millions. I'm stoked with a thousand. I'd have been stoked with 10, you know, it's like, whatever. I'm like, somebody's praying for me. And it's just humbling to know there's like a thousand people praying for me. And I put out there exactly what I need prayer for. I needed prayer that it came back stable, that everything looked the same and there was no growth. Because that's in my brain. Those are the two options because that's what I'd been told by the doctor. Well, um, first MRI comes back. And my oncologist, my neuro-oncologist goes, Sarah, it has shrunk by 50%. Hmm. Once again, God's plan was much better than mine because my plan was, please pray for it to stay the same. God's plan was, it shrunk by 50%. It wasn't even an option. That wasn't even something that was presented to me. And it's just a reminder that he is in control. I don't know why it shrunk by 50%. It's not, you know, I'm doing my part. But for something to have that radical of a change, I believe God's hand was at work. It's, it was just the first tangible miracle. And there were miracles all along the way. I don't want to say that that was the first tangible miracle, but medical miracle. There were spiritual miracles happening throughout this journey. But the first tangible medical miracle to me was when they said, yep, it's either going to stay the same or it's going to get bigger. And mine shrunk by 50%. That is the power of prayer. That's it. I was so excited to put it out on Caring Bridge and say, hey guys, you aren't going to believe this, but your prayers were answered. And I know some of you are saying, well, guess what? I prayed for something to happen and it didn't happen. I prayed for my mom to be healed. And you know what? We lo- She ended up transitioning anyway. I try to avoid saying the word lost because they're not lost. They're exactly where you're supposed to be. If you've had to If you've had a loved one die, they are there. They are there watching over you. They are there, but it is not easy. And you may have prayed and prayed and prayed, but that was not, that's your plan. 
There's always a reason. And the second that we transition over, we get to know what the reason was. God's like, yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, he's promised that that veil will be lifted. And it's, I love that. That's something that has been said before to me, that there's a thin veil that separates heaven and earth. And it, that to me makes sense. And it's such a great visual for me is it makes sense that it's a thin veil because there's so many times, like, I know this is going to sound nuts. Um, we, uh, my mother-in-law transitioned to heaven a few years ago. She, she was a force of nature, loved that woman. And I miss her dearly. And I spent a lot of time, you know, praying that she's watching over me as I continue down this road. And She just was an amazing woman. And I know she's up there because one time I was driving the car and it was not long after we had, um, she had gone to heaven and I was driving the car and I smelled her. She had the same, this perfume that she would wear. And I smelled her like she was sitting next to me. You know, and I know they say the sense of smell is tied so intimately to memories. And I smelled her and I just believed that she was there. I mean, there are things that happen in this earth that you've all witnessed and you've chosen. Some people choose to see that they're coincidence. I don't think that was a coincidence. I think that was a God wink. And that term is not mine. That term is um, a friend of mine's and she uses the term God wink. And that was a God wink, God going, I'm here. And remember, it's just that reminder that they're still there. Um, so just, but we, when we, when my mother-in-law transitioned to heaven, you know, we prayed, I, we prayed so hard for her to be saved. We wanted her more on earth. You know, we wanted her here on earth. We selfishly wanted her here. And, you know, I think about now that. I think about what she was spared from by transitioning when she did, by going to heaven when she did. What was going to happen in her life that God said, it's time. And I mean, I miss her and I wish she were here. But I also, sorry, I'm also so grateful that she's looking out for our families. She's looking down on her beautiful grandsons, all four of them, and her sons and her daughter-in-laws and all of her cousins and loved ones. She just took care of everybody, my father-in-law. And I'm not, I'm crying because I miss her. Even though we butted heads, she was strong personality, just like me. We butted heads. She had a heart of gold. And she had some feistiness that I so respected, even though that feistiness, I'm just as feisty as she is. But she was such a light and she was so prayerful. And so even though our prayers were not answered, that she would continue to get to stay here on earth, prayers were answered because she is no doubt in heaven right now. So that's just, sorry to get emotional about that. But that's why it's like prayers, 
just remember, I end every prayer with, I know this is what I want, God, but your will be done. That's truly surrendering to God, is saying your will be done. Even though this is what I want, it would be great if this could happen, but your will be done because I know your plan is way better than mine. There's a cartoon that I've seen and it's going around and there's a little girl standing there with her, with a teddy bear and Jesus and it. There's Jesus is crouched down in front of her and, and Jesus is reaching out, trying to get her to give him the teddy bear. And the little girl says, but I don't want to. And what you're, and then what she can't see is behind Jesus's back, he's holding a teddy bear that's twice the size of the one she has in her hand. And I just think that's such a beautiful visualization of how Jesus loves us and how he cherishes us and how he has plans for us that are better than what we can imagine. Um, I wanted to share with you a little bit about my personal prayer life. Um, I pray daily rosaries, which I've shared with you before. To me, it's a type of meditation. Um, it allows me to focus better. I don't when I'm praying rosary. I tend not to my te- mind tends not to wander. Um, wander. I can um, focus like I, the way I pray my rosary is, um, and I learned this through um, a friend of mine. And she's like, you know, I, she dedicates each decade of a rosary. Rosary has five decades, or there's five sections of the rosary. And each one, I, I pray for a different person, or I pray for a different, like, watch over my boys. I pray for my heavenly cheering section. I pray for every single person that's praying for me. Um, if someone has told me, you know, can you please pray for me? Um, then I, then I'll add that as one of my, one of the, um, sections that I'm praying when I pray the rosary. Um, but I wake up in the morning and I say, God, thank you for today. That's how I start. Um, if I have time first thing in the morning, I will say rosary, but I have a kid that's got to be at school. We're up at 6am and out the door by 630. Don't always have time to fit a rosary in there. So I'll fit it in somewhere else in my day. Or sometimes I'll say it when I'm driving. Um, it just, it centers me. It helps me. Um, but one thing that we learned too, and then at night, I also, and then throughout the day, I pray. Like, I'm like, Lord, I know my son's got a test. If you could just help give him clear mind and just, you know, wrap your arms around him and help him feel comfort. Or if I have a friend that I know is going through a tough time, then I'll pray for them throughout the day. I know that, the, that you know, this person has this thing coming up right now or this time, you know, or going to a doctor's appointment and I'm like, you know, just ease any anxiety that they may be having. And it literally takes a second in that, that you establish that golden rope. Like that's one times I read is that we are attached to God by a golden rope and it cannot be severed. It feels like such a connection that he's always there with me and the length of the rope depends on me. Do I want to pull that rope in where I've got him next to me? And that's what prayer does. Prayer shortens that rope, that golden rope between you and God. That rope is always there. The length of a rope increases the further we drift from him, but it's always there. It's always there. And the way we shorten that rope is through prayer. And like one of the things I do 
like we do a family prayer night every night for us. And it's so important to me. And I, I actually, um, got this at a women's, um, it was a women's book club. And it was like, one of the things they talked about, it was through my church was, you know, how to pray. And one of the things, how to pray, pray with your kids. And one of them is, it's like, we say, the first thing we say is, Lord, um, we talk about what we were thankful for that day and we take turns. So it's a conversation. So it's, we're talking about what we're thankful for that day, where we saw God that day and what our struggles are. Those are the three things we say, Lord, help me to see my day through your eyes, understand my day through your ears and feel my day through your heart. And then we do go over the three things. What are you thankful for? Where did you see God? And what are your struggles? And it is amazing what you will hear out of the mouths of your children. Things and what you will learn, the things you didn't even know they were struggling with, the things you didn't even think they were seeing and they saw, like the where they saw God. It just prepare yourself because it is an amazing way to learn things about your children and to help them grow their own connection and help them to foster and just build a strong connection with God. So I thank you guys for listening yet again. I'm Sarah Vioso and I will see you at the next episode of Surviving Fear. Surviving Fear is made possible by the efforts of our executive producer, JT Henderson, writer and director, Sarah Vioso, producer and editor, Kristen Walker, artistic creator, Laura Ritchie, graphic editor, Linda Lee, and musical artist and composer, Adam Vioso.